0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Good morning. It's Monday, August 17th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Pat yourself on the back. We made it through the weekend, and this time a week ago, We really didn't make it through the weekend, and we are bracing for an Armageddon. And so things are looking a little bit better this week, just on the account of of making it through Saturday and Sunday. We have a lot to unpack this week on the College Football Daily. Today's episode is actually going to be a snapshot of a conversation between Steve Wiltfong and Mike Roach regarding the fact that the number one player in the class of 22, five-star quarterback Quinn Ewers, committed to Texas on Friday, and that's a big deal because Ewers is getting praise as the best quarterback prospect at this stage of his development since Trevor Lawrence. And for Texas, he is on track to be their first number one overall signee since Vince Young nearly 20 years ago. So we're going to get to that conversation between those two experts here in a minute, but I want to run down a few of the talking points from this weekend because just because... You know, it wasn't horrible. It doesn't mean that we didn't have a ton of news pop up. First of all, Justin Fields, whose Ohio State Buckeyes were benched by the Big Ten last Monday, created a We Want to Play campaign petition with over 120,000 signatures at time of this recording Sunday afternoon, probably soared to 200,000 by Monday morning. Fields writes in the campaign that we, the players of the Big Ten, Together with fans and supporters of college football, requests that the Big Ten Conference immediately reinstate the 2020 football season. Allow Big Ten players and teams to make their own choice as to whether they wish to play or opt out this fall. Allow Big Ten teams who choose to opt out of playing a fall season to do so without penalty or repercussion. Unquote. We'll see if this turns into anything. It's a campaign that follows sharply worded letters from the parents of Ohio State Penn state and Iowa football players to the big 10 where the parents expressed their disappointment, that their son's voices were not heard last week during that hashtag. We want to play streak on Twitter. And they want some transparency from commissioner, Kevin Warren into what exactly went into the, into the decision to cancel the fall season. When the PAC 12 canceled their season, they trotted out medical experts and, and really sort of gave the goods. Kevin Warren has been MIA since all of this happened last week and people want answers in some consistency and again, some transparency. Speaking of that, the NCAA, which has no jurisdiction over college football, really uh, the, at the power five or FBS level continues to try to bully the sec, ACC and big 12 into sitting this fall out. Chief medical officer, Brian Hainline told CNN this weekend that quote, Right now, if testing in the U.S. stays the way it is, there's no way we can go forward with sports, unquote. Hainline later doubled down, saying we're not in a place today where we can safely play sports, unquote. But sure enough, Dr. Hainline, you probably saw that the FDA stamped a saliva-based coronavirus test with its seal of emergency approval on Saturday, and that the expectation is that this test, which was developed at Yale and funded by the NBA and the NBA PA can be almost immediately scalable to labs across the country. Like in the next few days or weeks. The tests are designed for widespread use, are cheaper than the swabs, and yield results well within a 24 hour window. And if you're trying to play college football that this fall, that's what you need. This could be a game changer for the fate of fall sports, NFL, college football, and is exactly the type of testing advancement. We've been hoping for you can guarantee this will be a massively big topic this week in college athletics. And that's good because it can't get here soon enough. The, the Hainline comments we'll see what happens with them. But again, the big 10 and the Pac 12 are going to try to pressure the sec, ACC and big 12. They're going to try to bully them and pressure them into canceling the fall season. They're going to have some momentum for doing that. Oklahoma, nine positive COVID tests this past weekend after Lincoln-Riley allowed players to take a few days off of practice. Plus, there's the fact that college campuses, as they open up, as they are this week, outbreaks are inevitable. As are near-viral photos of unmasked, unsocially distanced students, as seen in Tuscaloosa this weekend in a photo tweet shared by Bama lineman Chris Owens. Also saw Auburn receiver Anthony Shorts tweeted about not seen anyone on Auburn's campus wearing a mask, so in that regard, this week promises to be an angsty one. Maybe a more fun topic to look forward to this week is the SEC's full schedule release comes later today, later Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network. Feels like they've had nine schedule releases for the SEC, but this is the full one. We already know the cross-divisional opponents. We already know the divisional opponents. Those are obvious. Now we're going to know when they play, what trap games loom. Anyone got a tough stretch to Alabama, LSU, Georgia, or Florida get tested at all? We'll see. All right, without further ado, here's Mike Roach and Steve Wiltfong from Friday's episode of the State of Recruiting podcast, which is one of three Horns 24-7 podcasts. Uh, The first voice you will hear is Steve Wiltfong. And again, they're talking about Quinn Ewers, who is a recruit right now, but will be a household college football name
2: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Michael, what a what a night for Texas football! Landing Quinn Ewers, the number one overall recruit in the top two four seven player rankings. Horns two four seven is buzzing. We have great coverage over there. What's going on, man?
0: And it is uh, quite a day. I can tell you this is as the team site guy. You can you often feel like sometimes you're out alone on an island when you're. You know, when you're holding on to, hey, I still think. You know, that throughout the throughout the last couple of months, there's it's been a lot of buzz for Oklahoma or Ohio State, but I've always kind of said I still think Texas is, is a constant in that recruitment. They're going to be tough to put away, and um, you know, it feels good on days like this to be to be vindicated in that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I really think that uh, Quinn has really connected with offensive coordinator Mike Yersich. I think he believes in uh, the direction of this Texas program. He obviously believes in the direction uh, of this Texas program under Tom Herman and and thinks that he can be a guy that helps – uh, bring back the standard of uh, uh, football uh, that's expected to be played in Austin and ultimately hoist a crystal ball in a national championship. And the last time Texas signed the number one overall recruit in the twenty four seven Sports composite, you have to go back nearly twenty years ago to Vince Young, and, and now uh, they do it again here uh, with Quinn Ewers, who I expect. Uh, it, it would take a whole hell of a lot from another prospect for someone to unseat Quinn Ewers atop uh, our rankings with the resume that he's already put together at Southlake Carroll last year playing against the best high school football competition in the nation, throwing for over 4,000 yards and, and uh, um, 45 touchdowns, just three interceptions, almost 600 more rushing yards, nine scores uh almost four hundred yards passing against a Duncanville defense that has uh nothing but division one guys on, on the field against him. Uh, obviously the 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 coming out party against Denton Geyer uh, and, and Eli Stowers who's going to Texas A and M where he had over four hundred and fifty total yards and six touchdowns in that game. This is just a a massive pickup and and Texas has obviously recruited the quarterback position well, uh, but Quinn yours is going to come in and push the hell out of that room when he gets in there.
0: What does this say, I guess for this Texas staff that they haven't been able to even put a product on the field with their new staff yet. And and they were still able to to reel in a kid like Quinn.
2: Well, I think if you're actually realistic about Texas and you take a step back and look at the state of the program and, 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 Last year wasn't the, the year that that Texas had had wanted uh, coming into it uh, with the expectations of uh, after they beat Georgia in, in the Sugar Bowl, uh, you think you have a shot of making the college football playoff and you know what Texas did come into the season and I know I know that they finished eight and five and, and, and it it certainly wasn't what they wanted, but man, you go back to week two. 45 uh, 38 shootout against LSU uh, in Austin. They played LSU as well as anyone last year. And then uh, a few weeks later, you lose a 34 27 ball game to, to Oklahoma you're a young football team and everything that you had prepared for, for the last year at that point has basically been wiped off the table. You, you can't, you really can't win the national championship in, anymore. You can, you can come in there that next day and look at your, your, your team in to and say, Hey, everything's still in, in, in front of you. Um, if we go out and execute on the field, but that's hard for, for, for these players to, um, you know rally around as young people and and they had the tough one with Kansas and then they lose to the TCU lose to Iowa State lose to Baylor none of those are bad losses uh, in my opinion um and uh but with the way Texas recruited they had two number 3 rank recruiting classes in a row and another top 10 class I think number 9 so those three those three uh um Classes now make up the bulk of the roster. You still have Sam Ellinger under center coming into the to the year. I think Texas has a promising football team. They finally have some offensive linemen that are going to get drafted. It's been a long time since that's happened, uh, and, and so now I know eight and five to the outside. It's easy to kick dirt on Texas and make fun of the work back and, and and all of that. Um, but I still like the trajectory of, uh, of Texas's program with the way they've recruited, um, and uh, I just think last year was more. Circumstance And uh, look, I, I, I get it. Someone could come in and say, well, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. And, and Texas lost all those games. But uh, I think they were in those games. And, and if it goes, if L- that LSU game goes the other way, or that Oklahoma game goes the other way, uh, all of a sudden, Texas sure as hell in eight and five last year, the kids would respond better. and And they're an older, more mature football team this year.
0: You talked about, um, you know, the the recruiting classes top three, two years in a row, a couple years ago, top ten last year. Um, obviously, the the race to get to number one that's something you chronicle month in and month out, and it's tough. It's tough to get there. It's very competitive. But landing the number one guy in the country is a good start. What do you think this could do for maybe Texas as far in the in the rest of the twenty two class?
2: Well, Quinn Ewers is going to be the lightning rod recruit in that class, particularly in-state. So now, all of a sudden, if you're an offensive player in the state of Texas in that 2022 recruiting class, you, you seeing Quinn Ewers in, in the fold for the Longhorns, uh, you know what that that means for you potentially uh, as a skill player or offensive lineman. So you get a jolt there. I do think that Quinn Ewers' personality is one where he is going to be a good peer recruiter, and that is also going to help Texas in that regard. And look, this Texas staff is, has, has been recruiting at a high level. They have the number one class in the Big 12 right now in the 2021 rankings, and really it seems like a, a down year right now. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, this is just a massive pickup for, for Texas to help them finish 2021 strong and go into 2022.